0: The Komogi Show, proudly sponsored by Liberty
1: Insurance.
2: Yeah, actually look, we, uh, we, we, we thought we were up a pint, we were watching the scoreboard, uh, the referee was fairly unclear about um, what the actual score was, but uh, he said he checked with everybody and he said it was a draw, but I think everybody in the stand and everybody out, yourself in the media thought we were up a pint as well at the end.
1: The bench came to us there were about 10 minutes to go and said that, that the scoreboard was wrong and that, that it was a draw game at that stage. Um, so again, we did, we asked the referee, we went into the referee The referee calls us, she says it's 1-7-10 um, So we're happy enough with that The Komogi Show, proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance
0: Welcome along to our first ever Komogi podcast Live from Spin Southwest, brought to you by Liberty Insurance I have two co-hosts along with me for the next couple of weeks And I know they're uh, delighted to be here Joined by a uh, former Limerick Allster Neve McKay, Neve, you couldn't stay away from it
3: no, couldn't stay away at all, Valerie.
0: <laughs> back with us. Also, Aoife Shane, Eva. welcome back to Spinso SHQ. Thanks very much,
3: Val. Great to be back.
0: Right, we're going to be chatting about, I suppose, camogie over the next couple of weeks and maybe the new rules and fixers and results. But I'm delighted to say that Liberty Insurance have been jumping on board and sponsoring this podcast for the next couple of weeks in order to get more... More um, coverage with the ladies' game out there, which is good news, Eva.
4: Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, Liberty, I suppose we've seen what they have done with the um, hurling championship for a good number of years, so it's it's brilliant to, um, I suppose, see what they're going to do with the Camogie Championship as well. Um, and like they're going to really bring it to life, I think. And this is a really nice um, thing to be involved in as well, podcast for the Camogie. So yeah, it's great. And of course, you've been on the receiving
0: end of how good Liberty have been to you over the last year, especially having that All Star trip away, Neve.
3: Yeah, definitely. In fairness to them, uh, they've pulled out all the stops. So it's great to see them sponsoring this now and just, as you say, increasing the coverage that, that the sport is getting. Yeah,
0: plenty of games on the weekend. We started, I suppose, Saturday with Cork and Waterford. It was Cork 119, Waterford 12 points. We live streamed the game on the Camogie Association page. So the Camogie have decided to live stream one uh, game every week from here until the end of the league, which is also going to give the sports a lot of coverage. Just people are tuning in from Philadelphia and Canada and all these crazy
4: places the weekend, which is great to see. It's great exposure. like, and I mean, it, it it's new eyeballs all the time that some people just don't get the chance to go to games or, you know, they might be from different Counties and it's great for their you know people you know get a chance to see it.
0: Plenty of things to look at when you're looking back at the Cork and Waterford game. Cork, you know, I think they last won um, and league title back in 2013, but they have the most number of titles. But last year they missed out uh, in the semi-final to Kilkenny. But this year they're obviously going to want to come back, Neve, and try and get that step further.
3: Yeah, um, I, I watched the stream and I found it brilliant. Um, it definitely helped as well that the match was on in Park The the quality, of the video was excellent. Um, the scoreline probably flatters Cork in a way. Um, Waterford had a lot of goal opportunities, you know, that they missed. But um, it was a it was a brilliant game um, for the stream and to kick off with. Uh, I think both managers, I think, will be relatively happy. Uh, Paddy more so um, with the fact that they had a lot of new players um, getting good a, a lot of game time, showing up well. You know, the more experienced girls that aren't back yet, the likes of Gemma, the likes of Orla. Um, Orla Cotter so on the other hand I think Watford actually put up a really good showing and, and as I said I think those goal opportunities that they missed you know will really sicken them but um, it's kind of weird as well this year the way there's no semi-finals so um, it'll be interesting to see how teams treat the rest of the league when they do have one defeat because in a way you'd be thinking you know unless there's kind of shock results that Watford will find it very tough now to come through so you know, will will teams go with maybe just um taking it that if they've won loss, um, that they'll just kind of utilize the league for for trying out new players, or if they'll stay going with kind of what they think might be their their championship fifteen.
0: Yeah, and Neve mentioned players there in Cork, and that they were lacking and missing a few, but still there was eight starters that had all Ireland, so there still was an experienced side there.
4: Yeah, and even if you look at their spread of scorers, I think they've had what, they had about eight or nine people getting on the score sheet in comparison to Waterford. They were relying on Beth Carlton hugely. She got ten points and two other girls chipping in another couple of points. But that's the thing car. Like if I was the cork manager I'd be delighted with that, that there's you know, players putting up their hands, getting scores and it's a good a good spread. Um a few of the players there are involved as well in Ashbourne this last few weeks so that that's hugely beneficial as well because I remember when I was in, in college it was great to you kind of kept your fitness ticking over all year, um, as opposed to just coming in cold, um, uh, maybe in December or whatever. But um yeah, definitely Carker Carker Cork always gonna be around. Um and I suppose they'll be delighted as well that Ashley Thompson is back. I think she was definitely missed by them last year. They needed the bit of feistiness that Ashling can bring sometimes on the pitch, um, and you know they could have done with her in, in that semi-final that um, they lost last year, or whatever. So yeah, I think, you know. God.
0: Yeah, I think it was a good day out for Ashling as well. I think it was a big news during the week that she was back them after the tough year she's had put down, but she came back and kind of announced her, Am I suppose, return with two points.
3: Yeah, um, she looked to be have a, she had a mighty game anyway from what I saw. Um, I think Paddy will be delighted as well with with her performance because. As Aoife was saying, I think she was sorely missed last year. And even from a leadership point of view, she was playing there the weekend and would have been one of the more experienced heads on the team. Um, it'll be interesting now. You know, I think Cork probably targeted that Watford game because there, there has been a lot of talk about Watford after how well they did in the championship last year. So um, playing in Parky Cueve before the Hurlers, I definitely think it was a game Cork would have would have targeted to to get the win. And to ensure that um, they they still have a chance of qualifying for that final because they're going to have a game with Kilkenny coming up in that group as well, you know, so um, they know each other very well. So on paper, you'd be looking at saying like whoever comes through that would be favourites to top the group. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of that group pans out over the next couple of weeks
0: Cork facing Offaly next do you think it's going to be an easy ride for them when they face them?
4: Uh, Well I suppose Offaly are coming off a defeat Clare beat them um, the weekend Um, and yeah you'd have to be tipping Cork to, to win that one now Offaly have made strides but I find that sometimes it's kind of up and down for them they might have a good year and then they'd go back a bit so it just depends I suppose where they are you know this year
0: I think Waterford, you know, last year they did, uh, they're kind of adapting to senior life, you know, a senior level, uh, really. But last year they did a good league campaign and a good championship campaign. Now after the loss the weekend, you think that they'd so many chances and so many missed opportunities. That they obviously have to work on that for the next day they're facing Kilkenny.
4: Yeah, it's it's a big one. For, like, even in the quarterfinal against Galway last year, like, they missed a good few goal chances in the first half. And if they had, they could have been out of sight in that. Like, I was really excited watching them last year in that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like, they, they're so young that I don't think that will phase them much. They'll just kind of move on to the next game and, you know, that'll be it. They don't, uh, you know, teams when they're young, they tend not to kind of dwell on, you know, missed opportunities just go on to the next game.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that's uh, Waterford up next. Kilkenny, I think it's this weekend, this Sunday the ninth, and Carker out again this weekend the 9th. Then heading over to Sunday for the Littlewoods Ireland Camogie League Division One, Group One, of course Dublin and Galway. Galway beaten by three points. I think it was um a pretty but it wasn't a pretty display from the game by all accounts.
3: No, um I didn't see any of this game, so just going off the reports and the the team listings that were given in, but Um, Galway looked to have an extremely strong team out so um, you might have thought they'd they'd have won that by more but Dublin under new management especially playing in Dublin um, they're always tricky to beat you know they're uh, quite physical quite an athletic team and it's kind of unusual with Dublin sometimes they tend to have a high turnover of players so they kind of come into the start of every season um, and you don't really know much about them but Um, Looking at that scoreline, you know, they obviously made things very difficult for Galway, and uh, I'm sure they'll take great confidence from that performance.
0: Aoife, why do you think Galway are putting out such a strong team so soon?
4: I suppose that it's, that's probably a really good testament from the girls even playing, that they, w- they want to keep playing. You know, sometimes players might say, look, I might take a few weeks off there if you don't mind because I've had a long year or whatever. But yeah. um, I think in Galway, there's such talent there that they all want to nail down their place. And maybe, you know, they're afraid that if their jersey is gone one week, they mightn't get it back. So I think that's probably a big thing in Galway. And plus, they want to probably... Um, get their title back again because it's something you know that's very hard to do to get back to back titles so I think they're probably going to lay down a marker from you know the start and see where they want to go
0: God, we're now facing Limerick next. I know they've about a two or three week break. How do you think that game's gonna go?
4: Um, from I suppose it's Limerick. Look, they, they'll be welcoming the All Ireland champions. Um, you know they'll relish it, especially now after the way things went to the weekend with the discrepancy over a score and all. We'll get into that in a few minutes. But like, I think Limerick thought they would have had a share of the spoils against Tipperary. You know they're going in um with a loss but it's the best um thing Limerick are new, you know, I mean they've new management, um everything's new there. Um a few of the girls, it's their first year in the panel. So it's if you can't test yourself against the All Ireland champions, so I'm sure that they'll be really looking
3: forward to it. You we'll in this one. Yeah. <laughs> no one <laughs> <You're impressed>. afraid. <laughs> I, I was impressed with Limerick now at the weekend. Um I think Paul Sexton would have been aside from, you know, the the result, he'd have been delighted with the performance and the attitude the girls showed um, for this time of year, you know, it's not easy to go out in hurl in these conditions, and you know, in the last couple of years, Limerick have actually performed really well against the so-called um bigger teams in the league. So, um, I'd I'd expect Limerick to give Galway bags of it, you know, and and definitely will make it really tricky for them.
0: Yeah I know looking at that game yesterday the most talked about thing of the weekend I know the Komogi there was loads of good talk about them about them streaming and everything but yes they seemed to be a bit of a disaster when we were in the Gaelic grounds and it finished 1-6 to 10 points to Tipperary as we thought when we went down from the sideline upstairs they told me that it was a draw and that someone from Limerick had scored a magical point so we've been waiting over 24 hours and today we finally got confirmation that Tipperary have won by a point it was such a mess yesterday dealing with EFA. I mean, like
4: yeah. when you're
0: going, where do you go from there? When the if the official the match it's referee the can't PR, even like, keep the score.
4: Yeah, and you know what? You'd have a bit of sympathy for the ref and way, but like, is there not a second person to take the score or a third person that you kind of go, listen, are we corresponding here or whatever? So, um, like in fairness, to the Camogie Association, like it's not their fault really. You know, they only appoint the officials, but it's it's really unfair. I mean, you go play a match and you just you hope everything's in check and everything's in place, and then. You're kind of going oh we won or you won or it was a draw or it wasn't a draw. you know what's you don't need to be dealing with that um you put in too much of your time and sp- spare time and everything else but look it, and even like it, from the camogie association's point of view they should have had um, a, an answer last night like it's it's wrong to be waiting nearly 24 hours for them to come out and say oh actually sorry guys you didn't draw you lost by a point or you won by a point whatever like there needs to be i'm sure there's like some crisis communications book somewhere that you go to and say right we need to get this done asap like why did it take the ref so long to find out that there wasn't another score you know so
0: yeah i think it's really a it's a strange one really because has anything like this ever happened as long as you're playing yeah,
3: that's the thing i think you know you'd, you'd hope it's a once-off um i'd have been thinking the same as Aoife, that usually maybe a lines person umpire that'd be more than the referee keeping track of the score. But it's probably definitely a new one for the Camogie association. But as you say, the longer it went on, kind of the worse it got, um, and the bigger a story it became, but look, they're they're after coming to a decision in the end and it probably wasn't easy for either camp because even though everyone, you know, supporters alike, um, presumed the scoreboard was right. If, if you're a Limerick player or manager and, what it seems to have been happened was that they were told, you know, towards the end of the game that it was a draw. You kind of presume what the ref says is right, mm-hmm. like so. Um, tough for both camps, but uh, I suppose Tipperary will be del- delighted that it sorted and, unfortunately for Limerick, you know, a narrow loss and maybe probably deserved a bit more from the game.
0: But they did gosh. play so well yesterday. I don't think any team deserved to lose. Yes, they both fairly matched each other.
3: Yeah. Um, as I said tough conditions you know but both teams um, battled really well Um, Limerick kind of got the goal in the first half against the wind that kind of set them on their way but um, in fairness to tip they chipped away as well but I think both managers will just be really happy with kind of the attitude from from all their girls Um, Limerick in particular under a new manager you know a couple of players getting their debut he'll be delighted with that and Probably just unfortunate that um they didn't, you know, nick a draw or, or get more out of the game because um it was definitely there for them. Um but look, I suppose when you've no semi finals for the league, now you can really maybe start focusing on per- performance. Maybe, you know, getting a lot of your panel um a couple of starts or, or game time. So it'll be interesting to see what way it's treated. Um, by teams going forward
0: Also yesterday double header what are we making of them? I know that it worked quite well Saturday night in Parky Cueve a lot of the fans are spilling in maybe for the second half of the hurling but or for the second half of the camogie into the hurling but yesterday to have it at 5 o'clock yeah, it was just I think it's I, I look I've never experienced it as a player but I experienced it as I suppose a fan of camogie yesterday and someone above in the gantry I thought it was actually kind of disheartening to see people leave when the girls are playing so quickly afterwards
4: yeah, it's a bit of a token, isn't it? Like I just either... felt it was so
0: like with fourteen thousand fans. I I'm not quite sure even yeah how many See, stayed. Yeah,
3: I think if double headers are happening, it's going to have to be um before the game. You know if if you're targeting the crowd because yesterday I was in for the hurling about an hour early and there was a massive crowd and I was just thinking if the Camogie match had been on had been on then the actual number of people that would have been in watching that and as the game progressed. Um, it would have actually have been getting more exciting with an yeah. atmosphere building whereas the opposite actually happened by having it on after the game um, you know once half time came in the Camogie you know you would a lot of people streaming out again and there was just kind of it seemed very flat you know so I don't think it's really fair to either team you know you have to look at Tip as well travelling um, but certainly as a player I wouldn't have fancied yesterday um, going out playing after the Hurling I think it kind of disrupts your routine Um, it's just very weird but I think I'd prefer a double header as well especially as a spectator I wasn't really too fond of him as a player to be honest Um, but that they're going to have to be before the game if if they're to get the full benefit from them
0: I mean like there would have been at least
4: 10,000 towards the end of the Camoga yesterday if if it was on beforehand and I remember we played um we played on in Killarney. This was years ago. We played before... Um, During the war, Chip, if I was... Yeah, the war. The olden times. <laughs> we played before Chip and Cork were playing in Killarney. I can't remember why. It was in the championship anyway, but it was brilliant. Like, by the end of the game, um, and, like, there wasn't even a Limerick crowd there, but it, there was a Cork crowd there and there was a Chip crowd, and... They ended up shouting for us because we were complete underdogs at the, time, <laughs> the usual, but um, it really added to the occasion for us and like for in in terms of for Limerick yesterday, it would have given the girls a good lift. Like if there was a good crowd there and shouting for them yeah. and all the rest. Of and it.
3: especially the way the the game was so close yesterday that you know any sort of a big tackle or a big moment in the yeah. game would have gotten a a great reaction from the crowd and and definitely would have lifted lifted the girls, but um. I think there's there's a couple of more double-headers lined up maybe for the next round of fixtures or in a couple of weeks' time. So hopefully those games will be um, before before the hurling and, and, and not after.
4: And was there any reason given to why, as to why it was at five and not, like whatever I think twice? it was the pitch. The pitch. The girls yeah. have ruined the good pitch. I think, game. unfortunately. <laughs> the good pitch. But like the Gaelic Rounds is a bit of a disaster too when it's empty because you'd hear like a dog over in the next (laughs) parish kind of a thing like and you're looking around you just see like empty you know everywhere so they'd have been better off playing it across the road in a pierce as opposed to Yeah I did ask Paul
0: afterwards what he thought of you know the girls are running out on this pitch and there's people leaving. He said, yeah. look, I did tell him, don't again notice. It is going to happen. He did even said to him before they went out on the pitch, these people are going to leave, so take no notice. Which obviously is nice. It's the first yeah. thing you're heading out on the pitch and you're told, like, yeah.
3: lads, there's people leaving, so take no notice. I'm looking at a, at it from a spectator point of view this year. And obviously I love to see the double headers. But as a player, unless they're frequent and it's something you get used to, there's no point in having one double header a year you know, and thinking that that's great for Camoge, you know, until they become, you know, a consistent part of the hurling day. Um, sometimes it can actually be quite annoying for players because it's it's disrupting your your normal routine. You might have a different home venue that that you're used to. Mm. And then all of a sudden, maybe a must win game you're thrown in somewhere. So it has its pros and cons. But I think the more frequent they become, um, the much better it is for for the players uh for the teams but but for Camogie in general,
4: yeah it becomes normal then for spectators to stay on or you mm. know they're even going a little bit beforehand you know so to be good that way,
3: yeah,
0: definitely, so there was um a good reaction over the weekend, of course, but also with that action, there was new rules, I think we have new rules, I know you saw a bit of the game yesterday or Saturday evening. What do you make of the new? I know as a player first off, are you happy to see these come in?
3: uh definitely happy to see the rules come in. I think look, credit has to go to the Camogie association there for um, introducing new rules Uh, some very interesting um, looking at Saturday night's game I felt the quick pick puck out was used very well Uh, it was very evident you know that that it was a new change Um, obviously in both games the physicality that new minimal contact rule has come in but look in fairness it's it's making the game already a better spectacle Uh, some of the other rules I don't think we saw any of the quick freeze inside the forty-five. Um, yesterday in the Limerick tip game, the one I saw was the a Limerick player. I think was actually being spoken to by the referee. So I don't know, is the defender entitled to take it from their hand even when there's a break in play, like, or how quick? Or how is quick, quick is like quick? Is, is there a time limit on it? But I don't think I saw any in either game. Uh, that's probably something both players and refs are going to have to start getting used to. um, The dropping of the Hurley, I think, was pulled a couple of times. I think that is actually going to be a really tricky one for refs because they're not used to having to keep an eye out for it. Um maybe, I know, it happened a
0: few times Saturday yeah, evening. People in the you know, stream even were even, even copping it by the head of the ref. Um, some
3: some hand passes were given. Well, and like, so. Some of the, you know, you, one you, one <laughs> hear the calls to the ref about dropping the hurley but the ref was saying the hurley was kind of played out of their hand so that's one that's going to be tricky but aside from that you know didn't didn't see too many quick puck outs yesterday in the Gaelic grounds now I suppose weather conditions also played a factor there if you were playing into the, into the gale you know you were trying to slow things down and that so look it's only week one we've only seen a couple of games I'm I'm sure we'll see a lot more of them over the coming weeks
4: Aoife, what are you making of the new rules? Yeah, they're great. Like, especially the contact one. There's been contact anyway in Kamogi, mm. So at least now... You, it's you legal. Know, it's legal and there's no one saying, oh, she touched off me or hit me or whatever. You know, the contact is in. Um, In terms of the rest of them, I like the, the quick free. I know it's indirect, but the quick free idea inside the 45 is good. Um and quick puck outs will be great because there's nothing worse when you're after you know making a run like you could be after conceding a score but you know someone's after making a great run and the ref's like oh, hold on there now <laughs>
3: it yeah, just, really. um, just shows um, how important it will be for someone else to be keeping the score as well Definitely. because looking at the the speed of the puck outs Saturday night was extremely quick they like, were. I don't know how Ray was recording scores and keeping and an general. eye because the ball was coming flying out straight away so you know, that's definitely something for, for the Komogi to look at. Um, and just about grand, recording like, of the score because... Like at
4: senior level, like it's grand, but if, you know, will, will they be able, will that be feasible at all, you know, levels and things like that? It's just you'd wonder um but no it's great like because people have been calling for rule changes like for years so mm. it's great finally they've come in um and their rule changes that they're not going to impact on the game hugely or anything but they'll just uh, like make it an easier game to play first of all i think and then just um for for people watching it it's going to be you know it's going to be less stop start that's and that's the main mm. thing that's what people are always giving out about when
3: they watch all our final day that you know why is it always people are always people talking about the riff on that it'll thing, be interesting you know? to see though um what teams do with the rules in terms of are they going to actually focus on them or are they just going to play away because you know most teams realistically everyone will want to win the league but you know they'll be looking at the summer and the championship and if those rules are going to be gone again you know is is there much point in putting time into into practicing things train training if it's just going to be scrapped you know we saw it maybe last year when the mark and that came into football i think the dubs had decided look there's no point in spending time on this because Mm. it's going to be gone Mm. you know in championship in may or june so uh i'm looking forward to just kind of paying a bit more attention over the next couple of weeks and seeing um what teams do because especially you've a lot of players playing ashburn Mm. you know in a couple of weeks so as far as i know you know this is just trials for the league so yeah you're playing ashburn cup and you're Come back to, your normal You're going rules. Back to yeah. a different set of rules, so I don't think teams will be focusing too much on those rules. Okay. Um, maybe the the minimal contact, because I think we saw last year during the championship, maybe referees had a quiet word into their ear, you know, informally, because there definitely was a lot more let go than there was in previous years. So maybe the contact is something you'll you'll see more of in the summer. Um, but again, that that's down to each individual ref.
0: Yeah, it was something I'd like. I liked watching the weekend. I know Saturday was lots of contact, even maybe too much at some stage. But mm. it is nice to see the girls get in and get stuck in.
4: Yeah, and it it'll just add to the game. Like, and plus, it's what the players been looking for for years because. Um, people are fitter, faster, and everything else than than when these rules were probably taught up in a in a room years ago. You know what I mean. So it's it's go- moving with the times, and it's moving with um the physique and I suppose the athleticism of players now. And hopefully they'll stay. Hopefully some of them will stay. Um, but like the ones that are being tried at the moment, I think they could all be left there. To be fair, they could put them through.
0: I know we have two games next weekend. We mentioned that Clare beat Offaly earlier on, but Offaly are facing Cork. We talked about that. And Waterford Kilkenny, we also spoke about that. So we're looking forward to seeing what happens with those teams next weekend. I know there's a lot of a break for a lot of other people. I don't think we have any other games on. It's just the two of them next weekend. No, um,
3: Clare had a very good win against Offaly by all accounts. Um, I just saw their their team list again posted before the game um looking clear a great the, thought to yeah, update there twitter the and Mary Kelly and Laura McMahon playing up in the forwards you know where traditionally might have been seen more as defenders is is something interesting um awfully in fairness to them are playing without their St Rhynes girls um you know who would be very strong for them and also um i think traditionally awfully don't usually perform that well in the league i think they're more a championship a mm-hmm. summer hurling team when the ground is hard um I know at Limerick we've often we've often beaten them, you know, in February or March and come the summer then they're hopping. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule awfully out of Anton long term yet, you know, as I said, they they always seem to have a quite enough league. Um Claire I think, you know, will take great confidence from, from that win. Mm. Um they've a lot of new players in as well, you know, and I think they've uh, a fellow coaching them this year that was with Galway last year, so he's in with your um, by all accounts you know you'd be expecting a lot from them as well going forward uh, the other group I think Watford will give Kilkenny a very good game it'll be interesting to see with Kilkenny you know a new manager um, and stepping away they'll probably want to lay down a marker and also known as well that essentially it's a must win game for Kilkenny you know so early in the league without without having semi-finals so that that whole thing about no semi-finals is kind of a weird one I know Pawdy. Paddy Murray spoke out about it and and said it was pretty much a disgrace, you know. And it's it's hard to argue against him because you know they can't be using timing as an issue because there's such a gap between the league and your provincial championship and your national championship anyway. So um, it's you know it's a it's a game less, and it's it's hard to know the reasoning behind it. So while it makes maybe early rounds of the league extremely competitive, I'd worry that as I said, if, if a team gets one or two poor results, they're gone out of the reckoning very early and you're probably going to have a lot of dead rubber games or well, I suppose if you've relegation, you know, it becomes costly, but you know, I just prefer to see those semi-finals back, um, you know, just give, given teams that extra game. And I know at Limerick, we qualified for a semi-final a couple of years in a row. It probably did us no, no, didn't do as much good now when it came to championship, but you know, it's, it still gave you a confidence boost at that time of year and you know it would it would give the opportunity for for maybe some of the the other counties to make a breakthrough. So it's kinda of disappointing that they're gone. Would you agree
4: for- Yeah, like I I don't really know why there isn't semi final. It's it's a bit mad. Like there's plenty of weekends there. Um and yeah, as Neve is saying, like it's it's even just Good for like, there's a number of teams that haven't made the breakthrough. So you know, for the likes of a Limerick to get to a semi final, or if it's a, a Clare or an Offaly, like it's huge and it's it's just getting you into the mentality of, of reaching the big days and, and you know you're always trying to get to a final. So, um yeah, I think there could be a lot of, of teams now kind of left out of the reckoning, and then you're there going through the motions and waiting around. You know, like we walkovers on. or anything. You know, we don't know, but um yeah.
0: Yeah of course and there was a poor old injury to Rebecca's lead the weekend in her speedy recovery And know she's still waiting on tests and results and stuff and hopefully it's nothing too serious she would be a huge loss
4: Huge
3: loss yeah Yeah, yeah. Scored, a, scored a great goal yesterday you know and really powerful runner you know and, and Limerick are definitely going to need her you know, for, this, for the coming season
0: yeah, you could tell that she kind of knew herself. I think when she went down, you know, there was a lot of something, she, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of something. But um, that's it from us this week. We have plenty of interviews. We have Bill Mulaney on the way, and we also have Paul Sexton up next. The Komogi Show proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. Been a strange all into the game here. I know there's a bit of drama over a uh, draw and maybe a point. liberty losing by a point.
2: Yeah, actually, look, we, uh, we, we we thought we were up a pint. We were watching the scoreboard. Uh, the referee was fairly unclear about um, what the actual score was. But uh, he said he checked with everybody and he said it was a draw. But I think everybody in the stand and everybody, uh, yourselves in the media, thought we were up a pint as well at the end.
0: Yeah, I think it's maybe can put a damper on things because, you know, the league does matter and you do want to come away with some points.
2: Well, yeah, look, I mean, um, you always want to win when you're playing a competitive game. Um, it's always tight between Tip and Limerick. Um, you know, I mean, uh, Limerick were very good today. They really uh, outworked us in the in the first half and, um, but we got on top in the second half and we upped our work rate and we upped our uh, energy and um, I thought we'd put away one by a pint
0: Yeah I definitely think a lot of people are thinking the same but he did have serious work rate but Limerick were really able to match it
2: Yeah Limerick matched us in every area uh, they're probably a bit ahead of us um, at this time of year so far we, we're, we're treating the league as a, as a preparation for the summer but as you said yourself uh, when you're in it you want to win it um, so I mean I think we've an awful lot of work to do and and uh, the girls know that themselves. But fair play to Limerick. I mean, they, 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 they give us um, an awful lot of hard work, and uh, they work us now, muscle does in many areas on the field as well. But fair play to our girls for coming back, and um, and um, eking it out, which I thought was a win, but what can you do?
0: Yeah, you one game down now with those new rules. Have you noticed any change? How are the girls adapting to it? Yeah,
2: I think um, um, even there today, you now, uh, the dropping of the Hurley, uh, whether it was actually dropped or whether it was uh, slapped from the hand, um, maybe the contact was... Um, uh, interpreted one way in the first half and, um, and differently in the second half depending on what type of contact it was look, it's bedding down, it's new to everybody it's new to the refs, it's new to Tip and uh, Limerick but it's no excuse either Yeah, you're
0: facing Dublin next
2: yeah, we've Dublin um, in three weeks' time on the 20th I think. Um, uh, yeah, look, and Dublin are the same. Like We're all fairly level in this um, in this uh, section of the league. Like They'll be hard as well. They're always difficult. They're a running physical, strong team. Um, I think they're changing the rules will suit them as well. You know. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. The Camogie Show,
1: proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance.
0: Um, a strange incident to the game here in the Gaelic Grounds as Tipperary seems to think they've won by a
2: point.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, and actually, the, the Tipperary bench came to us there with about ten minutes to go and said that, that the scoreboard was wrong and that, that it was a draw game at that stage. Um, so again, we, we asked the referee. We went into referee. Referee calls it. She says there's one seven to ten. Um, so we're happy enough with that.
0: And you're going to take that as force. But look, Limerick well matching Tipperary today.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah um, and, and I suppose it hard luck not to pull away with the wind or with the wind um, I suppose when, when Rebecca went off injured there I'd say kind of it, t- it took took us a while to settle back into the game again just that little bit of uh, momentum that we had there going into that six or seven minutes in um, injury down there for Rebecca um, and not a nice thing to see on the pitch when, you, when, when the knee gives way and Affected him a little bit. It took him a few minutes to get back into the game again and uh, and try to push forward.
0: Yeah, I just went and see how she was. She seems in good spirits, but she knows herself. I think that something could, could be wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's definitely something wrong. But um, look, she's a great girl. Yeah, no doubt. If once once she finds out what the prognosis is, she'll she'll be back very as, as soon as she can. She worked hard on it. Um, she'll be a loss for for the coming weeks. Um, like she was in there to. To push our forwards forward, you know, and, um, of and she's a girl. UL as well. Yes, and you will. are going to miss her now next week as well, which is disaster. That's not going to be an easy phone call to Adrian there later on. But um, look, uh, we we'll, we'll look after. We we'll get uh, get her into the hospital there now, and uh, see what, what happens after that.
0: What was the weather like outside? I know the pitch was quite hard.
1: The girls. Yeah, was yeah, the pitch was quite heavy. Actually, I was surprised with it. Um, it, Because it, 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 over the last couple of weeks we've been working on fast pitches and balls have been flying past, you know, and it's a big change even there. Even in it, LIT, the, the pitch was in good condition there. We we're, were playing a lot there, whether the game beforehand affected it or not. But it is, it's quite heavy out there. It's quite heavy.
0: What you making the new rules? How do, you, how do you find the girls adapting to them?
1: But they're they're taking to them. Um, and again, it, 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 I think it's for the better. Komogi speeding up the game. Like They're good rules. They're just like anything else. They're going to take time to set in. Um, I think it's a great initiative for the county board to really take mm-hmm. these six on and see to see where it takes us. If they don't work, they don't work. If they do, they do. And I think that's the message that the Camogie Association are sending out there. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm for it anyway, so it's, it's, it's hopefully if it speeds up the game.
0: Would it have been nice to see the girls playing before the Hurlers today?
1: Um, I think that option was there at, earlier on, um, but I think going back over history, there's an hour and a half break between the girls then and the boys for between because they need their warm ups for the hour beforehand and I think it's not nice I think it's not nice uh, we wouldn't have had the crowd probably I suppose even at the start of that but match you
0: still have had maybe 10,000 towards the end of the 20 minutes which would have made something different yeah, seeing people seeing leave people is quite hard do you know what I mean
1: it is it is hard to girls, and that's one thing I said to them is to take no ours. I uh, don't let it because it's happening but even at that uh, I think the protocols were we would have been off the pitch an hour and 15 minutes before the start Started the northern game so there wouldn't have been a crowd in there anyway you know
0: even a break I think it's Galway now tooey but
1: uh, three weeks, three, three weeks, weeks to Galway, and yeah, to look, hoping to get a, a few of the new girls. We had two new girls in today, and they were just outstanding. or Orla Kelly, her was outstanding, and Noreen. And look, in fairness, I think the whole Limerick team were outstanding today. This first yeah. day game out, we've only two challenges ma- matches played. We've only training for six weeks, seven weeks, you know, um, three weeks on the field. So there isn't a lot of hurling done yet, but um, they really stood up to today. they got
0: that magic point there. The
1: draw. Magic points. I tell you, she's <laughs> she's dedicated that one. Uh, just a word on her, actually, like she's she's. she's, she's, she's She's doing her leaving search. She's doing her prees on Monday morning, oh, and she's just a f- fo- very focused girl. And I'd say she'll go a long way. She's everything sorted to a T with regards to study and balancing the, the the hurling as well. So, we wish her well on, on Monday. Yeah, of
0: course, good Saturday. Congratulations.
1: No, the no brother, thanks a million. Thank you. The Komogi Show
4: proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance.